welcome into this week's Dublin to Denver podcast with me, Colm Cronin, and I am joined for the Silly Season podcast by my cohort, Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, Colm. I think uh, this is probably the second in a, in, in a series of Silly Season podcasts, which shows no sign of abating anytime soon. But all good, yes, yes. And um, we have some, I'm going to say interesting stories to talk about, Colin. I think interesting might be kind. I think you're, you know, you're from Cork, so you are you tend to be more, and Cork people in general tend to be more straight-talking than people from Dublin. So I don't think you would describe these as interesting. I think you would have a harsh word to describe some of these trade scenarios. And yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get into that, and we're going to talk about, there was a little bit of news, a little bit of sort of uh, speculation about a couple of uh, Broncos players and some sort of almost hard news and and, and and an interesting story column that's picking up a little bit of pace again about what could be the next destination for Russell Wilson. So, Yeah, and, and on that, maybe I'll lead because I, I teased Stuart just before we started recording um, by talking about uh, Mike Tannenbaum, former GM, who has had um, some... Um, out, outrageous, outlandish, ridiculous, um, I, and, and I guess takes and, and ideas this week. And I guess that's kind of the, the world we live in. You, you make this ridiculous stuff so that it generates uh, social media content and gets your, your name out there. Maybe he's trying to get himself back into the league. But with what he's saying, um, I, I don't know how it's helping. So, uh, I, I didn't tell Stuart what it was, and Stuart has avoided it. So, Stuart, um, I, I will say that his first suggestion in relation to the Broncos was that Russell Wilson should go to the Jets to back up Aaron Rodgers. That is the that is the first piece of the puzzle. Okay, so Russell it, it, it doesn't make for great radio call, but, you know, I'm, I'm stunned into, into silence. But go on, that's the first piece of... of... That's yep, the first that's... piece of the puzzle. I'm kind of intrigued as to what this puzzle is going to look like at the end. Of course. He he then had a trade proposal. So this is the same day now that he is saying that Russell Wilson should go and back up Aaron Rodgers. He then had a trade proposal uh, involving the Jets and the Broncos. And that was a straight, a straight up swap where we sent Jerry Judy to the Jets and the Jets sent Zach Wilson to the Broncos. So we're we're trading Jerry Judy for Zach Wilson in effect. Is, is that that's part of it? Yes, straight straight up Jerry Judy. Yeah, well, no, but straight up, then that's absolutely fine. I thought we might have to give up G with. I mean, that is. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of glad that you you did prep me in that one column, so you know people can actually hear my my genuine reaction to. You know, sorry, free agency is soon, isn't it? And, and like, there is actual stuff that soon. Like, please tell me it's not a million miles away because, you know, I, I do think, I mean, in fairness, Colin, I think that's like um, somebody we've mentioned on before. That's, you remember when Tony Yeboah went on a, on a mat, was it a September of goal of Canada? I think I think that, that's Mr. Tanamare's attempt to get the most batshit crazy uh, trade scenario. <laughs> and it's well, because there nobody, surely nobody can top that one. I mean, nobody let, let no, let me, 
Let me give you a couple of more, Stuart, non-Broncos related. In the same week, he said that the Chiefs should swap Trent McDuffie, their standout corner who is on a, a rookie contract who has been absolutely sensational for them, for Jalen Waddle. Now, I admire uh, Jalen Waddle, but the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl with with basically a, a veritable um, ca- cast of characters from the game Guess Who. Uh, I think that translates across the Atlantic. So why exactly you would give up Trent McDuffie, um, who's, uh, who, you know, when you have Legereus Need, who you're probably going to lose in free agency. The other one, Stuart, was he was envisaging a swap where the Browns, with the Browns and the Giants for Daniel Jones and Deshaun Watson. So I don't know what's going on with Tenenbaum this week, but that is that is where the NFL is at. I mean, I suppose we, as you said, I guess we, we probably got off a little lightly with Zach Wilson for Jerry Judy. Um, yeah, I love the, the, the McDuffie one, especially, you know, in in a, in, a, in a draft that is very deep for wide receiver, what exactly that's exactly what the Chiefs need to do with their pick is to to, to go out and trade for one and give away one of the best young cornerbacks in the game. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm I'm, I'm thinking on the on the oof here, Carl. The other thing I would say about Russell Wilson, and you did send me um something earlier on this week, which was the potential market for, for Russell Wilson um, seems to be a lot uh, slower than perhaps people might have envisaged given that he had something of a bounce back season, although nowhere near what he did, you know, in his early days in Seattle. Um, you know, so I think once the, once the, the QB carousel starts up properly, which I think Largely depends on what happens with Justin Fields and um, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, um, both of whom you think will probably go back to the to the teams that they they, they finish the season off. Justin Fields to me is the one that starts everything off. There may not actually really be any um, starting jobs left in the NFL for Russell Wilson column. So I don't know. Maybe Mr. Tenenbaum isn't as as, as nuts as he as he came across in the set. Just the Russell Wilson to the Jets bit not the Zach Wilson to the Broncos for Jerry Judy BS because I'm not even going to go near that one yet. Um, but maybe Russell is going to have to look at backing up somewhere. Um, I guess, you know, Rogers is, what is he, 40 now? And he's come off an entire season pretty much being injured. Um, so, yeah, no, no, hey. That, you know, this is kind of, you know, on, on the on the absolutely bonkers ideas that he had, maybe that one is, is, is kind of middle of the pack, which... I think probably says says all it needs to get like ten of them was up to in the off season. But hey, you know, you know, we're talking about it, I guess. You know, maybe that's the maybe that's the point. Well, there has been movement in the uh in the gambling markets as regards Russell Wilson this week. And there has been lots of talk, I I suppose, uh, Stuart, and I know you were um, kind of keeping an eye on on that this week, and maybe uh, let's delve into that now. Yeah, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers column are the one team that's consistently getting mentioned in regards to Russell Wilson. Um, 
And I do think that they were mentioned uh, about two weeks ago when there was kind of a, a sort of a, a plethora of rumors that sort of emerged from 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 uh, about Russell. And then they seemed to die down. Um, the, the Steelers, I think there, there was an unnamed source said, no, absolutely not happening. But now it's come back again in the last few days. Now, this may come from one source, um, but it may come... I, I'm not entirely sure where it's emanated from exactly, but um, the betting market in particular seemed very vigorous in regards to Russell Wilson. Because, like, let, let, let's be honest, Colin, you know, Russell Wilson is about to be released. It's just a question of what, what the designation is. It's, it's, there, there's no, there's, there's, it's 99.99% certain that he's gone. Um, you know, so I think that's the reality. So it's just a question of, of where he ends up. And I do think, Colin, if you look at the Steelers, um, you know, and you look at Mike Tomlin, uh, what he's been able to do year in, year out, um, you know, and, and, Let's not forget that Kenny Pickett was available. He was healthy by the time they got to the final weeks of the season, but he went with Mason Rudolph, who, you know, had a couple of half-decent games, but, you know, if Mason Rudolph had been the answer, then they wouldn't have drafted Kenny Pickett, you know, without turning this thing into a Simon Beckett play. Um, so Pittsburgh are clearly in the market for a quarterback or, 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 you know, are most likely in the market for a quarterback, and they do have a really good team. Um, they've got a good running game. They've got an excellent defense. Um, uh, but they don't have a quarterback um, and they're not really in a great position in the draft. Now, perhaps they'll make a move up. Um, I did say a few weeks ago, Colm, on, on the show that I thought the Steelers would be more aggressive in getting their quarterback position fixed than, than we might be. Um, I don't think they'll wait for much longer to see if Pickett has it or not. Um, so maybe the Steelers wouldn't be the worst option for Russell Wilson um, if they're not going to say trade for Justin Fields. I, I do think, Colin, and, 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 I, and I don't I haven't seen anything to, to convince me otherwise, I do think that Justin Fields is going to end up at the Falcons. I think it would be a good fit for him. I think they've got a good team. I think they've got a lot of weapons um, and they've got a lot of young pieces there and I think Justin Fields, in fairness, performed better this season, particularly in the latter parts of the season. Um, if I'm the Falcons and, and I look at what I have on the roster, you know, I've got Robinson, I've got um, oh, the tight end, his name escapes me at the moment you know I've got I've got plenty of players there that you can build around rather than then having to go to say a you know a young QB which you're not really sure it's going to be somebody who's going to be able to step in and, and, and immediately kind of start, start driving the bus and I, I think that's a good a good fit for the Falcons he's from Georgia as well and, and I imagine he would be very keen to go home and so perhaps perhaps I mean you know, as, as I said earlier on, Colin Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins are two other sort of players in this. And I think then you've got Russell Wilson. There's not really anybody else after that that would, would excite you, despite numerous Denver beat writers trying to convince us that Sam Darnold would be a good option for Jesus Christ, would be a good option for the team. Uh, he, he wouldn't. Um, so I, I think Russell, you know, maybe just look at it, Colin. I, I think if Russell Wilson is to get a starting job in the NFL next year. I think perhaps it would be the Steelers. Aside from that, I, I, I'm not sure if there are any others, which when you think about what he's getting paid by Denver next year, it, it's kind of shocking, really. Yeah, I, I I suppose, look, it hasn't... It hasn't gone, obviously, how we wanted it to go, but... I, I keep pointing back to the fact that Mike Sando at The Athletic and Randy Mueller pointed out that 
when we traded for Russell Wilson, they believed at that time, and that's a couple of years ago now, that he was already on a four-year slide, um, which means that Russ has realistically been on on a six-year slide. Okay, he was better this year than he was the previous year, but at the same time, he, he still... He, he he certainly wasn't even I wouldn't have put him in the in the top 16 he was not in the top half um so I do think you are talking about a QB who has been in decline it will be interesting with the Steelers to see if um you know the, how that might work because Mike Tomlin tends to run for um an interesting um ship there I I, I suppose and um he, but they, we have seen over the past couple of years some discontent begin to come out. Uh, Pickens and his kind of refusal to block. Najee Harris has made very clear he has been kind of unhappy. Um, but they have, have really been kind of since Ben Roethlisberger um, left. You know, Pickett isn't the answer. That's very obvious. Mitchell Trubisky... Uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, but they, I, I think they will probably look at it and say, hey, we managed to win games with Kenny and with Mason last year. If we brought Russell Wilson in, you know, that could that could take us to the, the playoffs again because they, they managed to, to get there. We'll see. I, I, yeah, it'll I be mean, interesting. The other thing as well, Cobb, especially considering it's probably only going to cost them about a million and a half. Yeah, vet vet minimum, um, because obviously you know Russ isn't gonna the, the Broncos are, are paying a salary, so you're you're going to look to maximize if you do go to a team, um, and yeah, I I would tend to agree, Stuart. I don't know how many other starting spots there are, so if you know if Russ doesn't, I suppose if it doesn't happen immediately, um, you know. I, I, is Russ at that point kind of almost sitting there waiting to see what transpires in in the draft? We know obviously his house is uh, now up for sale, uh, so a, a further indication. Despite Sean Payton going around to all and sundry on Radio Row and talking about what a great relationship they have, <laughs> that's the, uh, the please please somebody trade for Russell. Tactic. He was yeah. He was vigorously employing all week and day. They they have kind of been been trying to. It feels like ever since the story came out, the Broncos have almost been trying to walk it back a little bit in the hope that they might get somebody to to bite. Even but the thing is, everyone will do anything, anything at all. I I think I think you. If we actually had draft capital, I think they may look. They may have looked to do what the, you know, what the Texans did with Brock Osweiler and essentially give up a, a, a you know, um, a pick to get somebody to take the contract. But the reality is we don't have that. I, I, I think certainly if he goes to the Steelers, he is obviously going to a, a team who've never had a losing season under their head coach. They brought in Arthur Smith and... Um, I would be interested to see in that instance, do they just keep Kenny Pickett there? Because 
equally last year. Kenny Pickett apparently refused to back up at one point. Now, he did later on in the season, but he refused to back up at some point. So um, there are definitely kind of murmurings of discontent. And while the national media are... What's interesting, it's almost flipped in some ways from Denver. The national media are praising the Steelers and have praised the Steelers for years. Steelers fans themselves are really unhappy uh, and they're very down on their team and because they haven't won a playoff game uh, since 2016. And it, it is kind of the inverse where the national media are very often down on the Broncos and it feels like Broncos fans have uh, are, are feeling that the team are uh, much better uh, than uh, th- than they actually are. I, I, I did see uh, one uh, tweet uh, this week which kind of talked about the fact that the Broncos 2023 draftees didn't contribute much and they, the, twe- the, the tweeter said that the reason for that was that the fact that the, Bron- the Broncos, the 49ers and the um, the Cowboys all have in common that they have lots of talent on their rosters, not many injuries, and so the rookies were not needed uh, as much. So there you go. Um, without, that more t- without more time, that <laughs> I think maybe maybe it was Mike's burner account, but I do I do think it captures. Um, there is, uh, you know, uh, for all the talk um, of the toxicity amongst. Um, the, the Broncos fan base, I find it, uh, you know, as somebody who has a podcast who kind of covers the whole, the entirety of the league, one of the more optimistic fan bases in, in many respects. Um, so, you know, there are there are fan bases out there, like the Eagles um, are not that far removed from winning a Super Bowl, not that far removed from being in a Super Bowl. They would burn the entirety of the stadium to the ground. They would have... Uh, Nick Sirianni uh, at the at the stake <laughs> if if they could, um, and um, the the Forty ers fans are, are none too pleased following the the Super Bowl. So that to me is um, is an interesting one. But one of the other pieces I suppose that came up this week involved the the Forty ers and the Broncos. Stuart. Sorry, just to go back in the column. Um, the reason the Broncos draft class didn't contribute very much. Um, was not to deal with the fact that we'd got so much talent on our roster, just in case anybody was kind of slightly confused uh, by by that one. I mean, a decent defense would be we didn't have an awful lot to draft it because we gave up a trillion draft picks in the last two years, um, one for a quarterback who, who now is almost certainly not going to be a starter in the NFL next year, and one for for a head coach. Um, there, yeah, there was a story at home that I think was quite interesting and um, it may not be one that our, our, our listeners want to sort of delve into too deeply, but hey, we're, we're, we, we will go places where, where Kool-Aid drinking Broncos fans don't want to go sometimes. Uh, and it is a trade that makes sense um, in some ways um, and it is the by far and away the most tradable piece on the Broncos roster, which is Pat Sertan again. Um, and it was linking him strongly um, to the 49ers. Um, because when you think about it, Pazotan has still got a year left on his rookie deal, Colin. Um, also, he is, without question, one of the top, I would say, three cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, cornerback would not be 
the strongest part of the Niners' defense, which is an incredibly strong defense. Um, if you were to say, and I use the word uh, weak, weak, your words weak link, relatively speaking, but their corners are not at the elite level of some of the other um, parts of that defense. The only problem, I, I think, Colin, you, you probably agree with me when I say this, the only problem with that is the 49ers are almost certainly going to be picking, like they're picking 31st in the draft this year. Um, were they to get Sertan and to keep most of the pieces in place that they have, it is highly unlikely that the 49ers are, are going to be finishing anything less than the NFC divisional round for this foreseeable future. I would say that would be a surprise, um, to be honest. I, I, I expect this iteration of the 49ers to make the NFC championship game most often, um, more often than not. Um, not you know in, in in the way that you would expect the Chiefs to win to make the AFC Championship game year in year out. It's a surprise when they lose, like they did to the Bengals. So it's a similar with that. So you have to ask yourself the question: that Colin is a 49ers first round draft pick um, really uh, worked for a player of that ability? The answer I would say is no. Then you're kind of looking at well, you're going to need multiple 49ers first round draft picks, which are not me massively different to second round draft picks let's be honest um, and I would also say that Colin if, to really make the deal worthwhile you would need a player as well so you're looking at probably two first round draft picks and a player and a, and a player of significance Colin um, like the 49ers have a, a, a wealth of talent on both sides of the ball um, so you, you, you for me um, you know to, to, to really delve into that and you have to remember as well Colin that the 49ers and the Broncos have had that I've always had a good relationship. There's there's strong ties between the two franchises. Um, that goes back even before John Lynch and John Elway were were their sort of respective GMs. So I think it's it's you know when you, when you hear trades between the Niners and the Broncos getting mentioned, that's something that you you should always pay attention to because, as I said, they they do have a strong relationship. It would be one that I think potentially you could see happening, but you know when you hear oh two first rounders, I think you need to sort of delve into it a little bit further and kind of go okay well how much is that actually worth um but you know again it is another story about pastor time getting potentially traded um you know and i think there are teams that are close like for example column the detroit lions um would would you know would kill to have pastor time on their roster cornerback is by far and away the weakest link of that defense and um, he would immediately upgrade it and then suddenly that defense would be really really strong and um, so there would be teams out there um, well, and I don't expect this to be the last story, but yeah, as I said, Colin, I think we would need quite a lot from the Niners, just given the position they will be drafting in to make it worth the Broncos' while. Yeah, I, I think you've outlined it well there, Stuart. I suppose the only the only thing for me is on the player side of things is is how we look to make that work, given the cap situation that we we find our ourselves in um if we are like i can see sense in terms of moving on from pat sertan we've discussed this before i i think he is a fantastic player i think character wise he's one of the best guys in the the league i i don't want to do it but the broncos have dug themselves so deep in a hole um that that i think you know, it, it could make sense, but you would need a King's Ransom. Like, let's remember that Jalen Ramsey uh, went uh, for t- two firsts and uh, a fourth, I believe, 
Um, and and Jalen Ramsey was a guy who had uh, missed time due to injuries, was a, a had character concerns, had made his feelings uh, very well known, and they still were able to get that for him. So I I would if we got a king's ransom, but it would really need to be a king's ransom. Um, and if I was the Broncos and I was looking to do that because uh, ultimately you you know you you need um, the the picks because you need to to get a, a quarterback. I'd I'd be obviously looking to try to stoke a, a bidding war because you're you're trying to get a number of teams interested and you're trying to maximize um, your value. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't move off of Pat Sertan for. Um, yeah, a couple of first round picks from San Francisco 49ers. That would not be enough for me because, as I said, it's 31st this year. And while I teams that went to the Super Bowl and lost traditionally have struggled to get back there, I do expect the 49ers to at least be a playoff team uh, next year. And again, therefore, you're not you're not looking at picking um, you know, anything above the twenties at at best. So I, I think um, so, but the fact that it is being talked about um le- leads me to believe that the teams are obviously interested because he is such a shutdown piece. And yeah, if you are the the Niners, that was an area, and especially when they saw what the Chiefs were able to do. Like the Chiefs with um with McDuffie and with Sneed basically went um man to man in the Super Bowl and, and that's when they shut down the 49ers offense. They'd been trying to play zone, um, but they went more man to man as the game went on, and that's where Brock Purdy struggled because when you are playing man to man, you need a QB who can really force the ball into tight windows. And that is where Purdy struggles a little bit. He's still a very good player, but that is where he struggles more. Um, is there anything else that kind of caught your eye over the, the course of the, the week? The only other story I found of significance, Colin, was the Broncos are planning to open talks with Josie Jewell before free agency starts. Um, and I think that's probably a deal that would get done. Um, as to how they... they sort of do that with the cap that's anyone's sort of guess I imagine calm sorry to sort of segue slightly you will probably see one of Tim Patrick or DJ Jones released in the next few weeks I think that kind of has to happen and both of whom would free up a significant amount of cap space um but I I I think Jewel is a player that you could see come back I know they did re-sign Jonas Griff um who unfortunately has been injured but they seem very high on as a player um, so Griffin is already resigned, I think, but I would expect Josie Jill to come back home. I think he's been a good servant to Denver. He's not a he's he's not flawless as an inside linebacker. I'm not gonna pretend he is. He's not Patrick Queen, for example. Um he's not Nick Bolton, but he's a good player. He's a solid player, he hasn't let the team down. Um and for a team that has so many holes in the roster and a team that has so many question marks going into the offseason and a team that has so few draft picks and so little money. Um, I think Josie Jill coming back to the Broncos is a sensible move and it doesn't seem like it's going to cost an arm and a leg to get it done. So I'd expect that to happen over the next few weeks. I, I doubt they'll let Josie Jill test free agency. Um, but I do think that, for example, I think that the, the, the player that I think they would like to have back, but they are probably going to be priced out of the move to me would be Lloyd Cushingbury, 
who nobody would have said this time last year was a player that we weren't going to be able to afford to re-sign. And it just goes to show you what can happen in, in the, the world of the NFL. Uh, but I do, as I said, I expect Joseph Gill to probably get a, a two-year deal um, in the next week or two. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where, in terms of the money. And I, I like I like Josie. Um, I think him and Alex Singleton are, I think they're game. Uh, but my concerns, Georgia, is a little bit on the, the lack of speed um, in the middle linebackers. Um, the, they, they, te- they make a lot of tackles. They, they do. But those tackles tend you know, don't tend to be in the, the backfield uh, that often. They tend to be, um, you know, in after the player has gained some yards. I'd just like to see us potentially bring um, a little bit of speed in there. And uh, But I, I think that's going to have to either be in the draft or through uh, an undrafted free agent because the money just uh, isn't going to, to be there. Um, so it's certainly something to, to keep an eye on. I mean, I think, the the piece probably everyone is waiting on a little bit is Justin Fields to and and when and where he might go. I think that will probably kick off. I mean, ultimately the Broncos um have a deadline around Russell Wilson um and uh, around a number of others because the Broncos have a, a number of players. They're not going to move. They're 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 going to have to guarantee. Like Mike McGlinchey on the fifth day of the league season in 2024 is going to have his 2025 salary guaranteed um so uh the broncos have managed through uh these contracts uh to really kind of put themselves in a a position um where they they're going to have guys um with, with big money uh who are around for the the next couple of years we we need to hope that mcclinchy um has better year next year than than he had this year um we're not the only team in in that situation but we haven't had say the success um that the buffalo bills have kind have kind of had i mean they they've been very competitive they haven't been able to to get over the hump um but they find themselves in a situation uh with vaughn where a once great player they give a massive contract to and and vaughn just is not the player that that he was and and in stefan diggs um, a, a wide receiver who they're paying a huge amount of money to who seems to have been unhappy almost since the day he arrived in in Buffalo. Uh, so they've got to, to negotiate that. But hey, they have uh, Josh Allen. So that kind of helps soften any blow. Uh, Stuart and I will be back next week and we will see what happens over the the course of the next seven days if you enjoy the podcast please do rate review and subscribe you can find Stuart on twitter at purpleheartTC i'm across social media at column from cork all that remains to be said is go broncos go mike tenenbaum go broncos <laughs>